0: So we're going to wrap up this series, which has been a fantastic series called The Helper. Um, We've been talking about the Holy Spirit for a couple months now. Um, We've been learning brand new things about the Holy Spirit, who he is, that he is a person, that he is God, that he is our friend, that he is with us, that he is is what our series is called, Our Helper, that He helps us, that He changes everything, that He is the power that we need to live. So we're going to wrap it up today um, essentially answering one giant question, and I'm going to ask it a lot of times, you're going to hear me say it maybe ten times, of how can we live life right? That's the question that I want to ask the answer today. It's gonna, it's gonna turn into a couple other questions that we're gonna answer as we wrap this whole thing up. Look, if you're in, if this is your first time here at the Helper series, you've got to go back into the website and listen to these sermons or at least read over the just the transcript of the outline for them. Um, this is a this has been a life-changing thing. Would anybody just just raise your hand? Would this be a life-changing series for you? It absolutely was for me. It's, it's been enormous, so don't miss out on that. Um, if you've got a note sheet, the website's down on there. You know, go, find, go back into there and, and listen to these sermons. You can watch them. They're on Vimeo. Um, if you need a note sheet, just throw your hand up, too. Uh, we'll get you some notes. On there is a QR code that's got the outline for today. Um, I'm going to try and go pretty quick. There's a lot of scriptures on here, okay? So we're taking a community group break right now. Um, so you won't have your groups this week, but man, take that time and community group yourselves. I would encourage you to with the scriptures on this outline, okay? There's going to be a lot there. I can't If I read them all to you today, man, we'd be here forever. Um, so take advantage of that this week. Take some notes, jot down some references, and study into this on your own today, okay? As we go out the week. So a little fun feel fact as you're turning to Galatians chapter 5. Because we'll be, we're going to kind of park it there. A little fun feel fact is that I'm really, I'm good at riddles. But you not know that about me. Um, uh, my four and a half year old thinks I'm good at riddles. So that also might mean I'm not good at riddles. Um, so sometimes she'll just randomly want to know about riddles. I want me to do some and I'll make them up. And um, I would do a, a Gollum riddle for you today, the master of riddles. But as you can tell, I've got a bit of a head cold, so... It just would not sound right. So my daughter, we're doing riddles, and when you got to go, you got to go. So she runs off to the bathroom, and she had some inspiration while she was in there and calls me in there, calls me in the bathroom, and says, Dad, I got a riddle, okay? This is on the toilet. And she says, what's brown? And it goes in the potty. And then she paused because, you know, riddles have a flow to them and you have to finish them. And then she says, and it goes in the potty. And so I, of course, thought really long and hard about that, right? Because there's at least 10 answers that popped into my mind. Um, My daughter missed the mark at riddles. She's not uh, obviously great at riddles. Um, And neither am I. And you probably do the same thing. Um, You don't call me from your bathroom to tell me riddles about bathroom humor, but you miss the mark too. I miss the mark. We miss the mark daily. It's what our Bible tells us, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so missing the mark is is sin, and we all are guilty of that. Whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, we are all guilty of that. Our lives are supposed to reflect Jesus, Okay, our, our servant, leader, our sacrificial, selfless Jesus. But much you know, far be it from us to reflect him for a lifetime when we can't get that right for like a day, like an hour. If you're anything like me, it's really difficult to look like Jesus for an extended period of time, even though that we know that we want to look like that. So the question that we're asking this morning is how do we live How can we live life right? And that's like this giant riddle, right, that it's really hard for us to get this answer to. How can I get this thing correct? Because I'm trying really hard. A lot of you would raise your hand and say, man, I'm trying really hard to be like Jesus. And I just can't get it right. I just can't get it right. Um, If you're a follower of Jesus, you've been given new life. You're a new creation. In in Galatians 5, verse 25, it says, if we live by the Spirit, and Paul's there because we're going to read the rest of that one in a minute. We live by the Spirit. If we're in Christ, we have life by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have new life. So how can we live right now that we're new? Um, There's a slide that's got a reference from Colossians 3, 9 through 10. I'll read that to you. I think, yeah, I think I have that in there. So it says that we put off the old self with its practices, and we put on a new self, and we're being renewed in the knowledge after the image of our creator. And so in short, we're, we were old, and now we're new, and we're, we're becoming like God, our creator. Okay? So that's kind of all of our journey if we're in Christ, is we're trying to be like Jesus. But it's like this giant riddle that's really hard to solve. And if, you, if you're familiar with uh, Romans chapter 7, when a lot of Paul, the Apostle Paul, not this Paul, Apostle Paul's writing, it's kind of like a, a giant riddle at times, and it's really hard to kind of decipher what he's saying. But in Romans 7, it's that point where he's, he says this thing that's basically like, man, the things that I want to do, I know I right, I can't do them, and the things that I, things that I don't want to do, I do them, and the things that I hate, I do, and the things that I love and I want to do, I and he just goes on and on and on. This kind of this riddle about basically, man, how do I get this right? Do you ever ask that question on your on your own? Do you ever find yourself asking stuff like, how long am, God, am I going to keep sinning that sin? How long am I going to keep acting this way? How long am I going to keep um, missing the, these opportunities or, or not? How long am I going to go without acting? the right way, and to having love. We struggle to look like Jesus consistently. So I want to answer, as we wrap up this series called The Helper, let's get some real practical help about how we can get life right. So here's the answer. Um, It's not by a list of rules, because that's religion, and we just talked about it. Brian just shared about that. A list of rules is... is, uh, What's going on in Dearborn, Michigan, right? Um, We don't get life right by a list of rules. That's religion. The answer is that we can't. Hooray, right? That's that's encouraging, right? The answer is we can't get life right, not by our our own power. So that first blank on your sheet, just say something along the lines of by our own power, we get the works of the flesh. Working by your own power Gets the works of the flesh. So, how can we get life right? Well, here's what we here's what we get when we try to get life right by our own power. When we try to live by our own power. We get the works of the flesh. So, first, before we read this scripture in, in uh, Galatians 5, what's flesh? Okay, we got to define that real quick. So, flesh is not skin. I mean, that's what flesh is, but in this term, it's not talking about skin, i not talking about your body. Um, it's essentially talking about your your old self before Jesus. Okay, so it's your mind. It's, it's the part of you that desires to, to kind of go back to that old self before Jesus. It's, it's not the part of you that is, that is uh, desiring to do what's holy and good and right and pleasing to God. It's the desire of you to go back and um, worship yourself, basically. Um, That's what Paul is saying in that chapter 7 in Romans. He says, I'm of flesh, and I do the things that I hate. Our flesh doesn't want to worship Jesus. It wants to worship us, okay? So that's what the flesh in this context is. Romans 8, 7 tells us that our, um, and all these references are in the outline, okay? So as you can study later, you don't have to jot them all down. If you can't catch them, Romans 8, 7 says that our flesh is hostile to God. Romans seven eighteen says that there's no good thing in our flesh, okay? So our flesh is a, a negative thing. It's the old us before we have Jesus that's changed our life, okay? So here's what it gets us. So uh, look at look at uh, verse 19 in Galatians 5 with me, okay? I'm going to read through that. You've probably heard this before, okay? So where we're going is the works of the flesh... And then later on in the chapter, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So verse 19, now the works of flesh are evident, meaning they're easy to see. Um, And if you can't find Galatians, it's um, near the end of your Bible. It's um, after 2 Corinthians. It's before Ephesians, because remember, Gentiles eat pork chops. So Galatians, um, if you're having trouble finding it. Chapter five, verse nineteen. And the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry. Most of you don't have idols in your closets, but you worship yourselves or someone else, or we worship TVs, things like that. You know, we we have things that we put of utmost importance in our life: sorcery, um, enmity. Don't act like you didn't need to look that word up too, because uh, enmity meaning actively. Hostile and in opposition to someone or something, like your nature makes you just hostile towards people in situations. Um, strife, meaning ang- just angry and bitter disagreement, you just create strife in circumstances. You're you're kind of a bringer of of just bitterness into circumstances. Uh, fits uh, or jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, so breaking relationships and places and situations apart, um, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things of the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so we've got this kind of this nasty list of, of things and I don't share them because I'm trying to make you feel bad. I'm sharing them because I'm trying to get us to this point of, of how we can answer that question, how do we live life right. The Bible tells us that, man, these are the things, when left to ourself, these are kind of our default. These are just kind of our default mode. And, and some of those probably pop off the page. They do for me. Um, this can be kind of our default mode. These are the results of trying to take new life, that we have by the Holy Spirit and live it by the power of the old life. Okay, let me let's kind of let's do a metaphor here. Let's uh, look at, think of yourselves kind of like um, an old, rusted out, no tires on it station wagon. Okay, like from the 60s, it's in a junkyard. Okay, that's us before Jesus changes our lives before he makes us new, okay? There's like, like a dead possum in, crawled up in the trunk or something. It's just, it's just a complete wreck, okay? There, there's just no, there's nothing in it. That's just kind of us living those things, okay? We're just in the scrapyard. And then Jesus comes along by the power of the Holy Spirit because of what work he did, and he makes us new. He takes that old scrap, and he turns us into like uh, your dream car. What would be your dream car, Okay, so y'all y'all like y'all like ride bikes. So like just a sports car or something. So he turns you into this dream car and it's fantastic. It's beautiful, it's shiny. Um I, and then some of y'all say your first instinct is like I'm more like an Astro van from the 80s, but really you're not. If you're in Christ, you are new, you are wondrous. You are, You are. Um, the Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, your new creation. John 5, he took you from death into life. Colossians 2, you were dead in sins and now you're made alive in Christ. John 3, you were born again, okay? So he made you something awesome, okay? Um, so we're shining new sports car. The problem is that we're trying to run off of like, creek water in our gas tank. So we're, we're, we're filling up our gas tank with something that's not this premium test gasoline, and we're wondering why we don't drive right. Like, any, I don't care what you drive. If you try to go put, like, Kool-Aid in it next week, like, it's not going to run, right? And you're going to wonder, you're going to sit there, you're not going to wonder why it's not running. You're going you're to stop and think, oh, obviously, it's going to put Kool-Aid in my gas tank, Right? That's kind of like what we are. So we're brand new, but we're trying to run off of the wrong fuel, the wrong power source, okay? We're new trying to be powered off of something old, and we're frustrated that it doesn't work, right? That's why we're frustrated. That's why we ask those questions like, gosh, I can't get this right. That's because we're not using the right power. So how can we live right? On our own power, we get the works of the flesh. We read through those. Listen, I'm not going to take a lot of time to define the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Man, you do that on your own, okay? This is not, it's not really, a, we don't have the time to, to be in defining mode of all these things. Um, we want the concept right now. And here's, here's the answer to how can I live right. It's right there in the rest of Galatians 5.25. It says, if we live by the Spirit, meaning he gave us new life, Let us keep in step with the Spirit, or let Him empower us and lead us. Some of your translations probably say, if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. Everybody say, live. Live. No, say, walk. Walk. Yep, you're so on it. I told David I got him through all the slides, but did not do that. We needed the Holy Spirit. Hear me out here. We needed him to give us life. Now we need him to live life. We need the Holy Spirit to give life. Now we need the Holy Spirit to live right. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. It's on the cards for us, okay? We don't have the ability. We don't have the power for that. Um, so what does it mean to walk by the Spirit? Okay? About, about ten minutes will be done, okay? What does it mean... And what does it look like to walk by the Spirit? I've got a quote I'm going to pull up from a guy named John Piper. Um, um, you've heard that throw that name around from time to time. We're, we read him some, and um, he gave a good definition of what I thought this uh, meant. So I'm going to read that to you. To walk by the Spirit means to do what you do each day by the Spirit. Live your life in all its details from waking up in the morning until going to sleep at night by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit. So in essence, it's, it's us using our helper that we've been learning about for months as our power source to accomplish anything the right way. Does that make sense? Um, <clears throat> so listen, go to that next slide. Okay, here we are. This is a Brave Little Toaster. He's magical. He doesn't need um, a cord to work. He can just co- go have adventures and stuff. Um, we're kind of like a toaster. I don't know. They just popped in my head when I was working on this, and so I was like, well, apparently God wants me to tell you you're like a toaster. So um, we're kind of like a toaster. Toasters, real toasters, not magic toasters like him, make toast. Okay? Make toast when you plug them into an outlet, right, that's pretty much all they do. They just make toast if you plug them in. If you don't plug a toaster into the outlet, it doesn't make toast, right? Now, I can do some other things with it, like I could use it as a weapon and throw it at you if I needed to. I could, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, not, I'm kind of drawing blank. Toaster's we give like, five, you know, you get five toasters when you get married, and I don't know why everybody gives toasters, because they don't do anything but just make toast. Like, you could put a can opener at least on it, right? <laughs> right? So, it doesn't do anything but make toast if it's plugged in, and that's, that's us, okay? We're not going to function correctly if we're not plugged into the power of the Holy Spirit. We might find other things, like the works of the flesh, but we're not going to be properly functioning unless we're plugged in To the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? So walk by the Spirit. Look at verse 16, okay? Walk by the Spirit, and you will not. Everybody say, will not. not. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What does that mean? Basically, you won't give into those sinful desires, okay? Anybody here not have sinful desires? Mm, Right? We've all got that. Bible says, walk by the spirit and you will not give in to those. So then we've got a new question. How do we walk by the Spirit? Okay? First, let's, say, let's look at what that looks like. Go over a little bit in, the, in that chapter, same chapter, verse 22. This is what it says you look like when you're walking by the Spirit. You still with me? This is what the Bible says you look like, and it's something that um, you'll be familiar with these words, with this phrasing, the fruit of the Spirit. We've got a slide for that too, okay? I'm going to read through this list for you. This is what our Bible says when you walk by the Holy Spirit's power, you look like this. Okay? Through the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How many of you need that? Man, let me tell you, I've been I've read Galatians chapter 5. Over the past year, more than anything else in my Bible, God has parked me there for a year, so it's very appropriate that, he, that he's, he's led me into sharing this with you this morning. Man, I need that. And my Bible's telling me that I can't have that without the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to produce that. It's, look at this list begins with one word, Love. And everything that follows after it are loving acts. Every bit of it. So this this fruit of the Spirit is about love. And this is what we look like when we follow Him. This is when we function properly. These things pop out of us like a fruit tree. Okay? And that's what you are. You're a fruit tree right now if you are new and in Christ. And He grows this on you. He grows this on you. okay? So... If you're walking by the Spirit and you're in your car, patience is going to pop out of you, okay, instead of, instead of a fit of rage. Does that make sense? Like, this, let's just break this down real practical. Um, when you see someone that needs kindness, instead of responding and look at them and in your mind going, they're probably milking the system anyway, instead of that, you, you, you reach out and you are kind to them and you give and you help and you serve, um, when, when you're watching March Madness and Victoria's Secret commercial comes on and you're walking by the Spirit, self-control wells up inside of you and your eyes turn away. And if you're not, then maybe, maybe you follow that and you're supercharged by that and it, and it leads you into some internet pornography for the night. You see the difference here. They're, they're, it's very black and white. It's very night and day difference. By our power, we're going to fall short. We're going to miss the mark by if we're plugged into the spirit we are going to get life right. And I don't think that's a stretch to say that. I think that's how this thing works. And anybody want to live life right? I do, and I'm really struggling not to without this power because I can't. All right, look. <clears throat> we could give examples after example and we could kind of we could compare these things. We could go on all day. But it's not really necessary. You need this concept of to live life right. If I live, I need to now walk by the Spirit, okay? Look, this ties in beautifully with where we've been the past couple months in this series. We've talked a lot about, um, and, and again, if you haven't been part of the series, you need to go back and listen to it. You need to kind of get where our heartbeat and our pulse is at this church right now. we talked the past couple weeks about the miraculous gifts of the Spirit. And we've talked about how people have used them wrong. And, and, and what it looks like when people use the, the gifts right, like prophecy and, and speaking in tongues and, and, and healing. We, we've, we've struggled with that, right? Because a lot of us have seen it done in the wrong way. But li- look at, listen to this. If we are walking by the Spirit, out of us is popping things like love and self-control. Man, the gifts will work right then, Okay? The fruits, when the fruits of the Spirit surround, you're going to like this. I like this a lot. Paul's great at one-liners, so I try really hard. When the fruits of the Spirit surround, the gifts of the Spirit are sound. That answers my questions. That, That should answer your questions. If we're walking by the Spirit, man, we won't be abusing the gifts of the Spirit. We'll be walking in His power, so we're going to get that right too. We're going to get life right. We're going to get the gifts right. We're going to get relationships right. We're going to get church right. We're going to get our families right because we're not relying on ourselves, relying on the Helper. Make sense? It's no coincidence what we've been reading. I mean, we've been, we've been parked in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14 for weeks in the Helper. And what did Paul talk about so much in those? What did it all keep coming back to? Love, right? He took... He's, he explains these miraculous gifts in chapters 12 and 14. And in the middle of it, he just like pulls the emergency brake and says, let me tell you about love. It's greater than all of that. And he, he talks about love. And if you go back and read that, we don't really have time right now. You go back and read that list and see how similar it sounds to the fruit of the Spirit. And tell me that Paul was not on the same page when he wrote those two different letters right then. He told us to use those gifts with love and self-control. When you're walking by the Spirit, that's what comes out of you, okay? And look, He doesn't, He never gave us these fruits. He doesn't bear these fruits in us to, for ourselves, okay? This is not Wizard of Oz, that creepy scene where the apples don't, the apple trees are like, you can't have my apples, and and taking, you know Dorothy's hungry. It's not like that, okay? So trees bear fruit for what? For somebody else to eat, right? They don't eat their own fruit, okay? They bear fruit to give it out, to put it out. And when they do that, what happens? What happens when, when fruit leaves a tree or a vine? It multiplies. It multiplies. That's what all these, these gifts are about love. These fruit are about love, and when you pour them out on others, the love multiplies, and people find Jesus. and family of four drives up to Dearborn, Michigan to minister to Muslims, because they need that love, and it multiplies. You see that? By the power of the spirit. That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, we've almost preached backwards through the book of Galatians, or chapter 5 of Galatians. But look, before the, the works of flesh, the fruit of the Spirit, and a couple of these other verses we've been reading in there, is, um, is verse 514. And this is, huge. this is a huge statement from Paul, okay? Here's what he says. He says, everything comes down to this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. Man, he wraps up the whole Old Testament in this, because he says the law comes down to this. The whole thing, love your neighbor as yourself. It's about love. And who lets you love? Who helps you love? Who enables you to love? Who puts fruit, good fruit on you that changes lives? Holy Spirit does, okay? So listen, we've got to answer this question really quickly about how do I walk by the Spirit. We're going to be a couple minutes over, but that's cool. You don't mind, right? Absolutely. So put up that slide about recapping real quick. One back, okay? Just so make sure you're on the same page with me. Go back one more. Um, Just so you're on the same page with me, okay? Here's Here's the mouthful that we've just looked at. The works of the flesh are what you do when you give in to the desires of your flesh. The fruit of the Spirit is what appears in your life when you walk by the Spirit. How do we do that? Five things real quick, okay? They're on your notes. How do I walk by the Spirit? Number one, ask for help, i.e., the helper. Anybody's got kids, you see your kids get frustrated quickly with very small tasks, like sticking two Legos together, right, or peeling a sticker off of a page, Like, my daughter could get so frustrated just peeling a sticker off. And she's, you know, "Ah." and I want to say, quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself. You know, you see them get really frustrated. And what we always say to her, and you probably say to your kids, is what? Ask for help. Don't get frustrated. Ask for help. I'm here to help you. Same thing. So I totally ripped this off from John Piper, by the way, these, uh, this application. But I read it in his sermon, and I started doing this, and I started seeing more fruit. So why the heck would I tell you anything else but this, right? So number one, ask for help. Remember, we've already talked about how frustrated we are. You, you, you're thinking that, right? Man, I'm frustrated because I know that stuff I did last week, and I know the stuff I didn't do. It's frustration. When you're frustrated, you go to your good father, and you ask him for help. Okay, just a couple things real quick. Jesus said, uh, John 15, and all these again are in the outline, so you need to go get it, so you have something to study through this week. Um, Jesus said, without him we can do nothing. James 4, you don't have because you don't ask. Galatians, we just read it. Pray that the Spirit would, would produce good fruit in you. You don't have that good fruit if you don't ask for it. Ask for it. Jude 24, man, it tells us that, that, that Jesus can keep us from stumbling, okay? You'll be praying the will of God when you pray the word of God, and these are things that, that it tells us to ask. Ask for help. Number two, trust he'll give help, okay? If you ask for it, man, trust that he will give it. Ezekiel 36 says, I'll give you a new heart, i put a new spirit within you, and I cause you to walk right, you hear that? I cause you to walk right. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Matthew seven: Ask and it will be given to you. Matthew um, again in Matthew seven, he said where he says that it's a he's a good father and he knows what you need before you ask. All right, this is overwhelming evidence that you should be then I should be going to the Holy Spirit saying, "Help me live right. I can't on." my own. Ask for help. Trust to give help. Number three, work like you've got help, okay? Don't just sit around then and wait. Work like you've got help. You know what your Bible says. He's compelling you through situations. You know how to love. You know what these are in here. Work like you've got help, and that will be him coming out of you and doing the work. Okay, Paul Um. Makes this really interesting comment in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, I worked harder than anyone. All right, nice. Pat yourself on the back, right? And then he, but then he's like, but, it, but only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. It's not I, but Christ in me. Um, Galatians 2.20 says, it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. Well, then Get out of the way and let him live it. And just follow his lead. Uh, Philippians 2, God's at work in you. Literally, that, that verse in, in verse 25 where it says, keep in step with the Spirit, man, the Greek on that literally means follow the leader. How cool is that, right? Follow the leader. Follow the Spirit's lead. So ask for help. Trust that he'll help. Work like you've got help. For, thank him for helping. Build this, this culture in your life of giving thanks to God for what he's doing. It'll make it flow more naturally, and then it also will protect you from convincing, from your flesh, convincing yourself that when you got it right, it's because you're awesome. Because it's not. It even speaks to that Romans 1. Thinking that they're wise, they were actually fools. Man, it'll, it'll help you, it'll help protect you from that. Thank Him for the fruit that you see in other people's lives. Encourage them for the fruit that you see. And uh, number five is just Lather, rinse, repeat, right? Like, this is a daily thing. Uh, Luke 9, 23, Jesus, Jesus tells us that we've got to bear our cross daily. Like, we can't, you can't just ask for some fruit and then never ask again, okay? This needs to be a daily thing. This has been a practice for me for a while now. Look, Paul, um, we're done, okay? We're done. So breathe, breathe easy, okay? Uh, I'm not going to talk, but just another minute. So, um... So, listen, this should be a daily practice. You've got these notes. This needs to be something that you work towards. This is how I think that we as a church can receive the right power, can wrap up this whole series, and begin to see the Spirit change us rapidly and change people around us. Okay? Paul asked last week that you work on the private life. Intimacy with Jesus, that relationship in private and then in public, it will make, it will change everything. This is part of that, okay? Ask for help, trust he'll give it, work like you've got it, thank him for helping. Start a new day and repeat it. Can I just, um, I need to give you your big idea, right? Okay? And then, then we're really, really, really done. Here's your big idea, okay? And the big idea I was going to give you is when, this, when the fruit of the Spirit blossoms, you'll look freaking awesome. But I weighed it out, and we didn't really like that, and it made us think of Outback, like Awesome Blossom. So this one's better, okay? When the Spirit bears fruit, your life bears truth. Okay? When the Spirit bears fruit, your life bears truth. We want to bear truth. Pray that the Spirit will bear fruit, okay? Can I just pray for you, and we'll be done. We're going to hop on out of here, and then you can go be fruit trees this week, okay? Father, thank you for painting the picture. You've shown us the path right here. You've made it so clear to us that we need you, and this is how we get you. And so we're just here humbly asking for you. We're asking that you would help us to live right. We confess we can't do it on our own. We don't have the power for it. But right now, Holy Spirit, man, we we plug into you. And we trust you to live through us. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And we pray, God, that you would bear good fruit in us this week. And I pray that you would, um, by your Spirit that dwells in us, That you would challenge and encourage us to seek you and seek your fruit daily because we need it. Help us change our county this week, Father. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.